Hey guys, so <laughs> this one was on my heart, so I thought I'd start here with um, how to help your student athlete. And it's, so I said, dad, quit being a butt. I was gonna use another word, but I didn't know if they'd ban me for, uh, or hit me with pornography, uh, not pornography, uh, 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 vulgarity, you know, can't say some words. But um, anyway, so it's not just dad, it can be mom, but it's usually dad. I mean, I'm a dad and I know it's usually dad. So things you, uh, uh, may not realize when you're yelling at your kid or anybody else you're calling attention to the mistakes your kid is making that nobody else cares about so here's my challenge for you and that's to uh um actually look at somebody else's kid and see if you see all the mistakes that you would want to yell at, right? So if you're watching little Timmy, and Timmy's not your kid, and um, he makes a mistake, are you thinking to yourself, oh, what a jerk, what a, how horrible, I'm gonna yell out and scream at him. And then watch your own kid and see what you think. Or ask another dad, hey, watch my kid. Let me know when he or she makes a mistake worthy of me to say something. Hopefully the dad says never, shut your mouth, right? But if you don't know how to control yourself, then that's bad. If you're out of control, so, um. This is a point later on, but you should hear this now. Coaches watch parents. I have seen it happen. I coach select soccer. I coach many different sports. I've seen it happen where a parent or a coach says, I'm not taking little Tina because her dad is a jackass and I don't want that. So you limit your kid's ability. I've seen it firsthand. It just, it happens whether it's a, um, a club sport or a school sport or, I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, it's, I guess usually those are the big ones. Um, and pros, I don't think it matters. They're getting paid. So, or not pros, but college or scholarships and other things on the line. But um, I've seen it through the different uh, uh, systems I've been in where kids are not taken because of parents. So if, if you're that parent, if you are being a, a jerk on the field, stop. You're killing your kid's progress. You could be killing your kid's progress. So let me back that up. So if you're yelling at your own kid, man, that's a no. Don't do that. Um, they don't need to hear you say on the field, you should have trapped the ball. Of course they know that. Why would you yell it? Now the coach is like, yeah, that's true. I should just go ahead and cut her from the team. Stop celebrating or or uh, bringing to light all of the accidents. Of course they know they messed up. One thing as a coach that I really hate, um, and it's usually in soccer because there's a few shots. Basketball, not so much because there's a lot of shots. Um, but kid misses the shot on goal, and then they get on the floor, and they pound their fist, and they right? So they celebrate their failure. I'm like, get up. Play soccer. So those kids, in my mind, drop a lot. doesn't matter what the level they're playing on. If they're pro and they're acting like a baby, come on, right? So you don't celebrate or call attention to your kid's failure, let it go. Everybody knows they don't need you on them, right? So if you're yelling at another player, that's an absolute no. It, you should never yell at somebody, well, don't yell, but don't yell at someone that's not your player. Don't yell at a coach. Don't yell at a ref. Most of the time, they're just kids too, right? So if you keep yelling at the refs and the refs don't come back, then you won't have anybody to ref. So shut your mouth and let them do their job. They're trying to do their best. No ref is paid under the table or intentionally slanting the game. They're out there to have fun. Most of these games don't really matter for anything, right? And, of course, don't yell at another parent. If another parent wants to be an ass, 
I mean, you can politely tell him, hey, I guess it's America. And I did this and I, I have fallen prey to all these. So I'm saying this out of experience. I, I'm not higher than thou or mightier or whatever. I've done all these. And um, <laughs> so we had one parent running up and down the line uh, following uh, his daughter as she played forward. So she's into our defense and he's like, tackle her, crush her, hit her. I'm like, really? And so finally... Um, one of the moms, super nice lady, turns around. She's just like, please, sir. And he looked at her and gave her some ugly comment. And then, of course, I replied because I just couldn't take it. So don't, you know, come up with something better or video him and say, hey, I got you on camera. I'm going to send this to you. Okay. Right. So camera is a great way to do it. So that leads into the next one. If you don't, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's not me. Probably could be video yourself. Get a, get your camera out and point it towards your sideline and watch. And then post it for your team. Say, hey, this is us. Look how much of an ass we are. Or this is the other team. Look, they're pretty crazy. I hope we're never like that, right? So get some documentation. So anyway, stop yelling. Nobody wants to celebrate failures. Let it go. They know that they failed, right? So demeaning or abusing players, coaches, refs, other parents, it's just plain wrong. You're not teaching good sportsmanship. Would you want your kid to play like that? I know kids on teams that do play like their parents talk and the parents around and the kids around keep saying, man, I wish that little, right? So would, why would you want your kid to be like that? Stop it. And it starts with you. They do the things you do. Stop. Okay. So video yourself, video the sideline, video their sideline, and then post it back to yourself. Ask somebody, preferably somebody that doesn't really like you already because they'll probably tell you the truth. You know, Hey, Mr. Timmy, uh, how am I on the sideline? Am I, am I an ass? And that guy's probably going to tell you, right? If you find someone that likes you, they're like, I don't really want to like get into that. So, uh, right? I'm not going to tell you. It's the whole thing like with a mentor. Don't get a mentor that's in your family. They're not going to really mentor you because they don't want to ruin relationships. Find some, pay somebody to mentor you because they're going to tell you what's real. Um, so the other one you could do is listen. Weird, right? Listen for what the coach is saying. So many times I've sent a kid in and said, hey, we're going to do this. I know that's different, but that's what we're going to try to sort of defeat whatever they're doing. And the parents don't see it. So maybe I'm instilling an offside trap and we don't really do that. So I'm telling the kids stay flat and then step forward. And the parents are like, why are you flat? Spread out. I'm like, stop it. You're going against what the coach said. So maybe listen or ask the coach ahead of time, hey, is there anything that I could say on the sideline to help you? Probably the answer is no. It'd be like, yeah, just cheer, say, well done, girls. I even like it when parents don't say names. So if you're yelling out, good job, Timmy, Timmy's going to look at you and be like, what? And then miss his shot or whatever, right? So good job, kids. Good job, boys. Good job, girls. Perfect, right? It goes out to everyone. Everyone's getting a, a lift up and you're saying good job. You're not distracting with a name call. Um, so if you ask the coach, coach is probably gonna say, no, I don't need your help. I get paid to do this, or this is my job, or this is what I do. I've got this and I'm talking to them on the side. I got it. Um, so more than likely they're going to say, no, let the coach coach, let the players play, let the refs ref. You sit back and enjoy. You are on the spectator line, spectate, not like an abusive, uh, English, uh, uh, uh football game, but parent watching their kid play a sport that probably isn't going to go play in college. If your kids are going to go play in college and you're in the wrecks, then, you know, you're not going to college. You need to up your game, right? So you can always find a harder team. 
Anyway, that's not the conversation. Uh, so the other one that I think I'd like you guys to really consider is let the kid be an advocate for himself. I've seen this for years. Um, one of my favorite was when I was coaching uh, basketball. Um, parent came up and said, hey, uh, I want to, or my daughter wants to talk to you about her playing time. And so I looked at the daughter. I was like, okay. And then the par parent proceeded to talk. And I was like, hey, how about let her say what she wants to say? And the parent was like, yeah, 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 perfect. And then kept talking. So let the kid learn to advocate for themselves. Part of the reason why we do this, the reason why I coach is to build character in something in a kid that a bubble sheet or scantron, I don't know if they do scantron anymore, but bubble sheet, test sheet at school never is going to develop. One of these is to learn to, to talk, right? When you have a boss, you're going to have to advocate for yourself. At least I hope the kid's going to, right? So let them learn that now. If they're not happy with the situation, let them talk. Um, I have a great situation with one of my sons, um, just would not approach the coach and things were going downhill. And I'm like, well, talk to him. And he never did. So, I mean, that's his own fault. And I, I didn't step in. I mean, fine, we're done, whatever. Right. If the kid isn't going to advocate for themselves, there's a whole other problem that needs to be addressed, whether it's confidence or ability, but you can help your player by learning to advocate, right? Or learning to speak up for themselves, even on the field. So I typically tell my kids when, when we're out there, hey, I'll pick, um, let's say we're scrimmaging last night. It's like, Tina, you got your team set them up. I, I just picked some kid at random, right? Um, Cindy, you got your team set them up. So now they've got to learn to, you know, step up, set up kids. But the other kids have to say, hey, I'm not interested in playing defense. I really want to play. So learn to advocate even amongst your own players. It should be less confrontational and allow them to talk. Most kids aren't going to tell, hey, coach, I don't want to play defense because my, my parents, well, hopefully your parents say whatever the coach tells you to play, you play because you're a team player, right? Um, so hopefully they learn that step to push for themselves easier when it's their own teammate, right? Take those steps. Let them advocate. If you feel that you're always stepping in, that's probably a problem. Here's another one. If you think your kid is the best kid on the field, but nobody else really tells you, I, this, there is a good, a girl uh, that plays on our A team, Tara Zahinino. She is phenomenal. And I tell her and her parents every time, she has got to be one of the best players I've seen in a long time. When you have coaches or other parents randomly, unsolicited, giving you praise, then yes, your kid is that kid. But if parents don't do that, and you have to walk up to them and huddle them up and say, yeah, isn't my kid the best kid? Then guess what? Your kid is not the best kid. Your viewpoints are different. And if you're advocating for your kid based on that reality, nobody else sees that. You should stop. You're probably destroying your own kid's potential in whatever sport they play. Football, lacrosse, same thing. These things go across boundaries, right? This is for you parents, mostly dads, to get it in your head where you, you fit in. It's really nurture, grow, mentor, love. If you're not the coach probably shouldn't be coaching when she's playing or he's playing or whatever, right? Um, of course, I guess it's pretty hard to coach while they're swimming. I mean, that's a great sport. They jump in, they can't hear the parents, whatever, right? I never really thought about that. I like that. Um, nobody really coaches you in pole vaulting either. That's one of the sports I did. You pretty much run down and you jump and nobody's like, uh, lift your arm higher. But you can't hear. It's over in two seconds. Um, okay. So another one, definitely build up your kids' strengths. Kids love to hear that. And I think that's great. You don't want to build up their weaknesses, just like you don't want to celebrate failures. 
don't go around when your kid comes off the field and be like, man, you suck at dribbling. I can't believe they pass you the ball and you're supposed to dribble and your hands, your left hand is horrible. Why are you dribbling, right? <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't celebrate their weakness. Instead, say, um, hey, I really love your, your awareness of the uh, field when they're passing it to you. It never hits you in the nose. Your hands are always up. That's beautiful. What do you, we want to keep that strength. What do you think we could do to fix a weakness? What's a weakness you have? Let them discover and then let them come up with answers. So yeah, my dribbling's a little off. Well, how do you think you could fix that? How questions are great. Chris Voss wrote a great book, um, Never Split the Difference. How questions are mirroring is a great way to build a conversation where you lead them into self-discovery. And as you know, if somebody comes up with a solution on their own, then they're probably gonna do it. Um, next, something that can really help your kid with is time management. I, so I coach and uh, coached a lot of stuff. I keep saying that. One thing that really bothers me is when uh, a parent says, uh, Tina can't come because she has a project. I'm like, man, you knew practice was on the schedule. You knew she had a project. You should be helping her with time management. That's one of the best things that you can get out of sports. Most of these kids aren't going to the pros. Most of them are learning something else. Time management is one of them. I tell my kids all the time. They say, hey, I'm not going to practice because I have them. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> funny, get in the car. Because they made a commitment and they should manage their time better. And they should learn that. Middle school is a great time to learn that. The grades, I mean, they kind of count, but not really. So yeah, let them fail. That's awesome. You, how'd it feel when you stuck your tongue in that light socket? Yeah, it hurt, didn't it? Are you going to do that again? I didn't think so. So pull some of that bubble wrap off. Let them stick their tongue in the light socket. As long as it's not like the dryer socket, because that's 240, so that would probably hurt <laughs> a lot more. Um, so uh, my last piece of advice is stop worrying about failures, mess-ups, losing. Losing is learning. If you win everything, you don't really learn anything, right? Hopefully the coach is good enough to pull things out to keep developing even in a win. Like, hey, I saw a weakness here. Let's kind of fix that and exploit that. But when you lose, your weakness is magnified and it allows the coach and the players to go, wow, we really need to fix that. Great example. <clears throat> I took our 2008 uh, B team. We played the 2009 A team at the beginning of the season and they crushed us. I mean, it was. I was telling, um, hey, Yancey, I told... Uh, um, uh, Coach Shane is like, hey, man, can you stop scoring? He's like, I'm trying. I told the girls, like, nine passes with your left foot blindfolded before you shoot. And I think at the end of the game, it was like 0-10 uh, uh, them, and it probably should have been 0-20. So we got hammered. So what did I take away? Man, we cannot pass. And it was mostly a rec team that's coming up to select. So I'm like, all right, so we are going to double down and fix this uh, 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 passing, right? Um, so fix the weakness and double down on the strength. So the strength was the girls were super nice to each other. Everyone built, built each other up even when we were losing so badly. So keep that team love alive. That's huge, right? So we spent a lot of time working on passes. <clears throat> Fast forward to the end of the season. We played the 2007s in a or 2009s, younger ones, in a tournament. They had pulled uh, three of the A-team kids over to help them uh, with numbers um, for 11 v. 11. And we ended up losing uh, two zero, so man, that ain't bad. And we and we were there was a couple shots we had that could have gone in, right? So, man, that's great. You lose and you learn. If you lose and then keep losing and you don't fix it, but then yeah, you need to find another team. The coach is an idiot if if he's not uh, fixing the problems. Now, in many cases like ours, we didn't play the same team twice, uh, except except for twice. So it's really hard to say. Well, we played uh, team North Georgia. And they beat us. We fixed it, but we're never going to play them again. 
So I don't know, right? So if you get an opportunity to play the same team, you should have fixed what you had wrong to at least make it closer or to at least not have that be the problem, right? So that's on the coach. That's what the coach is out there too. He's supposed to be developing the player and the team. Um, it may not be to what you think, but man, let them do their job, right? So uh, losing is learning. Big thing dads, and usually it's dads. I got a couple moms that I've seen through the years, but it's primarily da- dads. Usually never siblings. Siblings are always just doing their phone and they're forced out there to watch. They're not actually uh, paying attention. Calm down. Stop. Breathe. Watch. Look at the parents beside you. What are they saying and doing? If you're the only person yelling like a monkey ass, <laughs> then stop because you look like an idiot. And the coach is probably trying to figure out a way to tell you to stop without being too rude, right? So best thing you can do for your kid is help them love the sport, help them show up on time if they don't drive, help them time manage, help them build strengths, help them identify on their own how to fix their weakness. You listen and help them understand that losing or failure or messing up is learning. Did you learn from that? And that'd be one of the best things you could do for them. All right, guys, take care.